The Bible Podcast is here to help get us in the Word together in those small pockets of time that we can find doing chores or tasks, traveling or commuting, and it doesn't have to be hard or complicated. So come on in, have a seat, and let's read the Bible together. This is your host, Virginia Price. Welcome to the Bible Podcast. Welcome back to the Bible Podcast. We are on day four of The Lord Will Answer You, and we had a bit of a theme the past few days. We were in Habakkuk. There was some prophetic vision that was revealed, some answering of the Lord. It's very interesting. Edom was talked about. And we are now in Obadiah 1. Um, Obadiah only has one chapter, so we're going to read the whole book today. And this one is interesting because it also starts off with a vision specifically about um, Edom. So that's really cool. The theme this week, like I have said, is the Lord will answer you. And it's important to remember. It's important to know your history with God. It's important to know what he's done in your life and what he's done for others and that he can do it again. It's important to know who he is and his personality and that he is a judge. He will fight for you. So I'm excited about this one. <laughs> so with that being said, let's just go ahead and dive in. Like I said, this is Obadiah 1. We are reading in the New Living Translation. We're going to start at the top. This is the vision that the Sovereign Lord revealed to Obadiah concerning the land of Edom. Edom's judgment announced. We have heard a message from the Lord that an ambassador was sent to the nations to say, get ready, everyone. Let's assemble our armies and attack Edom. The Lord says to Edom, I will cut you down to size among the nations. You will be greatly despised. You have been deceived by your own pride because you live in a rock fortress and make your home high in the mountains. Who can ever reach us way up here? You ask boastfully. But even if you soar as high as eagles and build your nests among the stars, I will bring you crashing down, says the Lord. If thieves came at night and robbed you, what disaster awaits you? They would not take everything. Those who harvest grapes always leave a few for the poor, but your enemies will wipe you out completely. Every nook and cranny of Edom will be searched and looted. Every treasure will be found and taken. All your allies will turn against you. They will help to chase you from your land. They will promise you peace while plotting to deceive and destroy you. Your trusted friends will set traps for you and you won't even know about it. At a time, not a single wise person will be left in the whole land of Edom, says the Lord. For on the mountains of Edom, I will destroy everyone who has understanding. The mightiest warriors of Taman will be terrified and everyone on the mountains of Edom will be cut down in the slaughter. Reason for Edom's punishment. Verse 10. Because of the violence you did to your close relatives in Israel, you will be filled with shame and destroyed forever. When they were invaded, you stood aloof, refusing to help them. Foreign invaders carried off their wealth and cast lots divided up Jerusalem, but you acted like one of Israel's enemies. You should not have gloated when they exiled your relatives to distant lands. You should not have rejoiced when the people of Judah suffered such misfortune. You should not have spoken arrogantly in that terrible time of trouble. You should not have plundered the land of Israel when they were suffering such calamity. You should not have gloated over their destruction when they were suffering such calamity. You should not have seized their wealth when they were suffering such calamity. You should not have stood at the crossroads killing those who tried to escape. You should not have captured their survivors and handed them over in their terrible time of trouble. Edom destroyed, Israel restored. Verse 15. The day is near when I, the Lord, will judge all the godless nations, as you have done to Israel, so it will be done to you. All your evil deeds will fall back on your own heads, just as you swallowed up my people on my holy mountain. 
So you and the summoned nations will swallow the punishment I pour out on you. Yes, all you nations will drink and stagger and disappear from history. But Jerusalem will become a refuge for those who escape. It will be a holy place. And the people of Israel will come back to reclaim their inheritance. The people of Israel will be a raging fire and eat a field of dry stubble. The descendants of Joseph will be a flame roaring across the field, devouring everything. There will be no survivors in Edom. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then my people living in Negev will occupy the mountain of Eden. Those living in the foothills of Judah will possess the Philistine plains and take over the fields of Ephraim and Samaria, and the people of Benjamin will occupy the lands of Gilead. The exile of Israel will return to their land and occupy Phoenician coast as far north as Zarephath. The captives from Jerusalem exiled in the north will return home and resettle to the towns of Negev. Those who have been rescued will go up to Mount Zion in Jerusalem to rule over the mountains of Edom, and the Lord himself will be king. Woohoo! You know, this reminds me of the vengeance. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. That's what this reminds me of. Now, I did take a couple notes when I was reading this, and I wanted to share them with you. Number one, God is our judge. He will fight for us. So take the things that are harsh, take the things and give them to God. Don't claim your own retribution and your own vengeance. That belongs to him. Pray on it. Pray and give it over to God and know that you do not want to be on the other side of God's wrath and his vengeance. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. And that's what the Bible reminds us. And so many things in the Old Testament, especially in the prophets, are dark and they're violent and all these things. And when I was younger, I used to read them and think like, man, look at God. Is this really like the same God who like gave us Jesus? Like this is, this is intense. But I, a few years ago, was in a, uh, a situation where my whole family was being mocked and ridiculed. And um, honestly, this there's a person involved that I truly believe was just demonically oppressed, was having a lot of uh, manifestation, if you will, of this. It was a lot of attack coming at us verbally, like to us. We could hear him yelling at us and all these things. And um, it was this, it was this long thing. It's a long story. I'm not gonna get into it. But what I will say is when I read verses like this, when I see things like this, when you are moving in God's will and you are doing the things that he wants you to do, when you are being obedient and he says, do this and you do it, despite the personal cost to you, despite how it may make you feel and the the frustration and the upset and the stress that it may put on your life, the the temporary fleshly things, if you will, that you feel when you're following the direction of the Lord. If you're doing all of those things and you're coming against this opposition and you're coming against this, man, I got to tell you, verses like these, they have a totally, totally different meaning and take in my book than I used to think about them when I was newly saved. I'm like, man, look at the God of the Bible. This is the God that that is going to fight my battles. This is the God that is going to come to my defense. He is the one who's going to come to my rescue. And not only am I not to do anything, not only should I not do anything, but in that, lots of people would struggle with wanting to take things into their own hands. When I look at these chapters and these verses and I see these things, I'm like, no, thank you. I do not want to take these into my own hand. Do I still have to wrestle with my own feelings and give that over to God? You bet. Give them over. Hand them to him on a big old platter. Lord, these are ugly feelings and I don't like them. You can take them. He can handle it. We can't handle it. <laughs> right? We can't handle it. He can. So just, you know, I just, I just leave that, I leave that with you there of just, hey, you know what? Things can be ugly, but 
just stay on the right side. Just stay on the right side of God. You know, I think that that's that's uh, that's a much better place to be. So thank you for joining us today. Tomorrow's our last day for this uh, for this topic, um, this series, if you will. We are going to end it in the book of Psalms. So join us back for day five of The Lord Will Answer You. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you in our audience, and I hope you come over to our Instagram and join our community there at underscore the Bible podcast. Our podcast is a ministry production of The Sevenfold. If you'd like to know more about us and what we do, please visit our site at thesevenfold.com. Thanks again for joining me today, and until next time, much love from The Bible Podcast.